the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Learn to Buy and Sell Cars with your host, Randy Adams. Randy has been in the business for decades and is ready to share with you everything you need to know about buying, selling, trading, and dealing with cars. And now, the host of Learn to Buy and Sell Cars, Randy Adams. Hello, San Antonio. This is Randy Adams, Learn to Buy and Sell Cars.com. We got a little wet, cool morning. God bless everybody out there. Let's take it to the Lord, because, man, I'm going to tell you, I think I got a pretty good message this morning, because it's, things are not going right. You know what I mean? You ever have one of those days when maybe you're going about to do something and Satan comes against you? So, dear Heavenly Father, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing to you and to the listeners out here that I can be their mentor, that I can help them, help them open their eyes, help them have the grace come into their life, to have the power that they need to be blessed by you and blessed in what their life is, their relationships and everything around. And I give you all the praise and the glory because you're giving me this message. You have blessed me. You continue to touch me, heal me, and direct me. Help me, Father, to help these others, each and every listener, and that they may be able to, to know so much and learn so much they can tell others. And it's all in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. We got uh, live Facebook going on, so if you want to go to Facebook, Randy Adams. Hello, Roger. And uh, and I have Vince also, or Vicky. And uh, I tell you, uh, the Lord's working on me. You know, how big is grace in your life? You know, and we're going to tie this to the car business. Hold on. This is this will work. I've already been, I mean, any lesson I give you, I've been through it. The Lord works on me, and he's worked on me. Maybe I'm not giving enough grace to people. Maybe my relationships aren't where they should be. Maybe my expectations for myself and others are different. And what do we expect? What do we expect out of life? What do we expect out of what we are, what we own, what we drive, what we do? Where's the expectations in our life that continue to control our life? We all want to be in control. We all want to make those decisions. But, you know, it says, and, and I tell you, I run across it and hit me between the eyes so hard the other day. And, it, and it's in Ephesians. And it's, I became a servant of the gospel by the gift, God's gift of God's grace given to me through the working of his power. What he gives us, we can use. Do you want more power? Do you want more authority over your life, your decisions? Do you want that power? Grace gives you power. Forgiveness gives you power. I've talked about my forgiveness, my unforgiveness that was a burden in my life, blocked me from blessings, blocked me from relationships. And, you know, that unforgiveness caused me to be so selfish, just about like the Democrats. I'm an independent. I'm neither one, but I'm an independent. They they get offended over everything because they're so selfish. They gotta have it their way, and they feel like everybody's against them. There's two kinds of people in this world. That's all: givers and takers. Takers are never happy. Get offended easy. Nothing ever goes their way. You they want you to do their way. They want to be in control. Hey, givers give. They're content. They love everybody. They're happy what they've got. And they go, they roll with it. You know, hey, man, I did not want Obama's president, but I rolled with it. I worked with it. I saw the, the worst president I've ever seen. But that's, that's part of it. But grace, how big is grace in your life? God's given us this, this benefit, this gift. But so many people don't use it. 
They don't use grace. They don't realize it. They don't accept it. Do you absorb it into your life? Because if you want more grace, you've got to give grace. And I'm going to tell you, when I was a heathen, I didn't, I couldn't spell grace. I didn't know what grace was. And, you know, here we're going to tie it together. I didn't give grace to my customers. I didn't give grace to other dealers. I didn't give grace to nobody because selfishness was my God. Oh, I was number one in my mind, but not to anybody else. I was number one in what I wanted to do, and, man, I looked good. I thought, but not to, not to everybody. My relationships wasn't the way they want because I expected everybody to look at it the way I looked at it. I expected everybody to live the way I lived. I expected everybody to give me grace, but I wasn't giving grace back. And so car dealers, money's their God. And so when they replace God with money, where do they go astray? Which direction are they going? What are they doing? So, I mean, you know... You've got to be mentally, physically, and spiritually ready for a battle. And that's what it is. That's what it takes. That's what's going on in our lives. That spiritual battle, can you say no to yourself? Oh, man, is that a battle, saying no to myself? Oh, I have to struggle through that because we want everything. And we think we're God's children, and we are. There's no doubt about that. But, you know, are we selfish in what we want? Are we selfish in what we get? But see, when it comes to purchasing, grace goes away, doesn't it? My grace for the salesperson, you feel sorry for the guy? Hey, a lot of these guys are not making any money. I'm telling you, the car business is a train wreck the last five to seven years because the Internet's caused prices to be so competitive, they got to find new ways of making money. I had a customer. I sold him the truck, nice truck. Uh, Carfax had a minor accident on it, uh, had one little piece of, of wire on it. The other, the one that everybody uses and the auctions use because they're more correct, you know, uh, they didn't have an accident on it. And maybe it was a little bump, maybe the people bumped it, maybe something happened, who knows. Maybe they put on insurance. But the, the dealership had these people convinced it was going to the salvage yard. Pure going to the salvage yard. They didn't give this guy any grace. They beat him up so bad. So the people showed up my lot. We bought this from you. I said, yeah. And now it's salvage. I said, excuse me? It's 54,000 miles. I said, y'all had any trouble with it? No. Y'all have had it for a year? Yeah. And you like it? Yeah, but we want to up. We got the money. We got the cash. They happen to be listening to my show, so they got they you know two kinds of cars afford and can't afford. They can afford it. They're getting up in age, you know. Their family's set. They got the cash. Cash is king, but this dealership had them convinced that their truck was worth nothing. I gave them seven thousand dollars for it. They were super happy, thrilled with it. And then, you ready for this? This is how some dealers get. They don't want to be proved wrong. So I write a check to the dealership for the vehicle. But no, no, this dealer don't want to be in this. And so they won't take my check. They've done business with me over the years. In fact, the owner, I did business with the owner at a Cadillac store in the 70s. I bought hundreds of cars from him. And now you don't want to do business with me? Why? Maybe it's this show. Maybe it's because I showed them up. They're wanting to give this guy a thousand. I gave seven thousand for the car. And I got news for you. I put it on the internet and I've got people trying to buy it right now. Who's right? Who's wrong? Dealership trying to make six thousand on a customer? Grace? They knew the difference. They knew this unit would work, but oh no. We're going to beat this guy up, convince him. That, and when the people came in, they were convinced that their truck was worth $1,000. I went out and looked at it. It was just as nice as when I sold it to them. 
So I gave them the $7,000. They were super happy. They couldn't believe it. But I explained to them, you've been listening to my show, dealers want to make money. Hey, they wouldn't have sold that, wholesale that unit. They would have retailed it. But, oh, no, they don't want to deal with me. Maybe for this show, maybe I'm proving them wrong. Maybe, they, you know, there's some issues somewhere, somehow. Maybe they don't want to, hey, it comes in inventory. Remember, we talk about packing. We're talking about putting a pack on every unit comes in. So now the used car manager don't want to take that vehicle in because he knows it's worth $7,000. He's not going to make enough money on it. Well, I don't want to fool with it. I don't want it to come through my dealership. It might hurt my grosses with the owner, with my general manager. See, Grace, what are we doing with how big is it in your life? Do you want it? Do you want people to give you grace? Do you give yourself grace? Do you forgive yourself of of the decisions you made? Hey, I made a bad decision two years ago, and it was a profitable decision, but I didn't involve the Lord enough. So he's put me through a little test or two, and I'm about over the hump. It's about over. It's about done. And let me tell you something. I've learned a lesson. Number one, I need to involve the Lord more on my decision-making. And number two, don't boast about it. Oh, man, I was thrilled to get rid of this, and I did well. And But I boasted one time, and, I, and you know, I was trying, I was going through this these problems I was having, straightening everything up, trying to make things work. But the Lord revealed to me that I boasted to somebody about it. And, you know, when he slaps you between the eyes, sometimes it hurts, and sometimes you learn. And I learned. And I'm going to tell you something. Please forgive me, Lord. I'm working to be better. I'm not perfect. I'm far from perfect. I'm so far from perfect. I, sometimes I feel like I'm a, a caboose motors. I'm in the back of the train. So I'm trying to get you to explain. You can have more power. God will give you the power. Oh, I forgot to... Shemaiah, throw something at me. I forgot to give the phone number here. 210, you call in. There's no dumb questions. I'd love to talk to you if you have anything to talk about, anything about the car business, anything about grace, anything about forgiveness. Give us a call, 210-340-9585. I'll give you that to you again if you want to get pen and paper. And then also the second half of the show, I give my mobile number out. And that's because I buy so many cars, and I sell a few cars to the listeners, and I help them out. Ninety-five percent of my business is helping people right now. But I buy a lot of cars off the listeners. I had a guy call me on a 54 Lincoln that I'm going to go look at. I've got some people wanting to sell me a 49 Chevy pickup I'm going to go look at. Um, I've got people wanting to sell 17 uh, Chevrolet van. I mean, I buy the good, the bad, and the ugly. It don't matter what it is. You need to know what your property's worth, what you've purchased it for, what you've done. And the phone number here, give us a call, 210-340-9585. No dumb questions. Also, this show will be aired, I think, today, 1160 uh, a.m. at 1 p.m. It'll be a replay of this show, so if you want to listen to it again or if you want to tell somebody, please tell somebody. Text somebody. Um, I love Facebook. I'll be on it tonight at 9 o'clock. The Spurs knocked me out of my 9 o'clock time, which that's fine. I'm blessed to be on that big station going to 35 states, so make sure. But give us a call here, 210-340-9585. Do you forgive yourself? Have you forgave yourself after that last purchase? Now, how do you forgive yourself, give yourself grace? Because you walked in there, and, oh, man, I'm going to get me a new car. I'm going to get me one I can afford. And then you buy one you can't afford. I'm going to buy this and that. And they talk you in 85% of the people that walk in the dealership buy something they don't intend to buy. And probably that's pretty close to what they were going to spend more they, you know, they intend, I'm going to spend 20000 They spend 40000 A friend of mine went in to buy a $50,000 truck, walked out with a $70,000 truck. Oh, man. You know, he said the payments are the same on a 50000 or 70000 I said, no, they're not, Bubba. Hey, this 20000 more, you got stretched out more years. How, are you going to be living... In eight years from now, how is your health going to be good? 
Are you going to still have your job? We've seen so many oil field guys who jump up and buy whatever they can. They think the job's going to last forever. They think that their health's going to last forever. They think they'll be married forever. And tomorrow it changes. Hey, I woke, I, I had that situation. My ex-wife woke up one day hating me with a passion. Still hates me. Well, that's part of it. But I don't hate her because, you know what? About that time, I forgave my dad. I gave him grace. He forgave me. Our lives changed that day. My life changed completely in late 87. But God knew I was going to be saved in 94. And he put me through seven years of learning and understanding and and forgiving. I, I forgave her. I forgave my dad. I forgave everybody around. And then here comes grace. What's the difference between forgiveness and grace? Forgiveness is forgiving what they've done. Grace is given for everything. You know, love covers all. Love's outstanding in our lives. <clears throat> and I'm telling you, grace is what God's given us. And you, can you believe it? I mean, I've, I've told this story before, and I'm going to tell it again. I'm going, I used to live in New Brunswick. I live at the edge of San Antonio now. And I used to fly to Dallas once, twice a week. I'm driving. I used to... Uh, pray from my house to the airport, which was 26 minutes. I'd pray, and I'd pray in the Spirit, and I'd pray out loud. I'd do it all. And then about halfway one morning, I really realized I could have been dead and in hell. I realized that I know the difference, and I feel the difference. And Lord started bringing me, I've explained it before, the 18 near-death experienced people, two went to hell, 16 went to heaven. And he taught me what's going to live forever. Our spirit, what you're absorbing right now is going to live forever. And, and that's the key. Our bodies are going to be gone, but our spirit. Because those 18 people, medical society said they're dead. They're not coming back. And they did. Because they went to heaven. The two guys went to hell. Boy, they came back and their lives changed. And I got to know them. I got to experience the love they have. How big is their grace in their life? God forgave them of all their sins, all their issues. And I'm talking about this one dude. He was bad to the bone. I mean, if you were rating people, you'd put him on the on the top of the list. But lying, cheating, intimidating customers, God looks at it about the same way. So, I mean, are we handling our business correctly? With grace? Are we giving grace to these customers? Are we giving grace to the people we, we're dealing with, that we're giving advice to? I mean, <laughs> I, I, got to, I had to laugh the other day. This couple was taking advice from a guy that's been selling cars for six months. How much does he know? He's brainwashed by the, by the dealership. The de hey, dealerships, we, we go through so much training. I get emails every day of of classes, of education. Remember I told you go to YouTube. There's 150 of them that teach salesmen how to sell you, how to push your button, how to sell you on your emotions. Do we give them grace? What I want to do is prove to you that you need to give them grace, but I want you educated. I want you to know what's going on. I want you in control of your emotions. I want you cool, calm, collected. I don't want you in a rage. I don't want you to live by your emotions, your feelings, your desires. I want you to understand your purchasing, what you're purchasing, what you can afford, what you can do. Now, went to a big radio deal uh, Thursday night, and I got a lady who sells real estate to a guy who, uh, and I tell you what, a critter ritter. Neat guy. Man, I learned so much from him. I thought I knew what he was doing, but I didn't. But anyway, he's a great guy, and he educated me on something I didn't know. And he he does it and does it right, and he's a good, honest man. And I guess he's a Christian. He's on K he advertises on KSLR. But his girlfriend thinks his image is hurting. Why? Because of what he drives. He's driving a 91 Cadillac. He's comfortable. It fits him. He gets great fuel mileage. Hey, and it's not broke. And, hey, and it's not worth a whole lot of money. So why go get rid of it? Get the money worth. Get the use out of it. But image. Man, my image. Well, she thinks his image is not good enough. Well, I got news for you. 
Your light shines with Jesus in your heart. And when you got that grace and when you got that helping and when you want to be a mentor, this guy taught me a lot. He, he, he could be a mentor. And, you know, and he wasn't ashamed to tell me the truth. He wasn't ashamed to explain what he did. But he enlightened me so much. I learned so much. And I was excited about it. But, see, that's what I want with you. I want you to understand grace to yourself. you got to forgive yourself. We get in these traps. I told you I was in a trap. I've been working my way out of it for two years. I was in a trap, but I learned as I grew. I learned where the mistakes were that caused me to put me in a position that I was in. But you got to understand that grace for you and for and what you're who you're dealing with. You got to understand they're trying to make a living. Yes, and we want them to make money, but we don't want to get ripped off. We don't want you buried. We don't want them making 30, 40, 50 percent. Had another customer in. I'm going to go buy this because they got a lifetime warranty. I said, I got news for you. That lifetime warranty going to cost you 4500 They say it's free. No, it's going to be on the contract, Bubba. You look at your contract. You go down every line. Make sure you understand everything. Don't let them pack payments. Don't let them put on stuff that, uh, that 4500 for extended warranty. Then you got to do everything at the dealership. They won't control of you. If they got you coming in and you're working on your car, they can tell you, oh, it's broke. They can tell you what's going on. They can tell you, you know, and they can say something else. They're trained to put fear in your eyes, fear in your heart. we got to give them grace, too. Why? Because the dealerships demand it. You know, I keep telling you, it costs over a million and a half a lot of these dealerships to open the door every month. they got to make that money somewhere, and it's got to be you. And they, they're afraid they're not getting enough customers because, you know, it's never, ever enough. Never enough. They can't get enough. They can't sell enough cars. They can't make enough money. And I got news for you. I'm dealing with a big corporation. They had an unbelievable year last year. They made over $20 million. And guess what? This year they're wanting the corporate wants to make $30 million or maybe $40 million. It's never enough. Here's, here's what we're going to talk about uh, in the second half of this show. You ready for this? Ephesians. 429, I happened to come across that one this morning just before I started over here to the station. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful in building up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. Mercy. These people listen to a salesperson that's been in the business six months, and he's supposed to be an expert. He's an expert on making money. He's an expert on putting you together. He's an expert on trading, changing your your buying habits, changing you to buy something else. Something's got a bigger bonus. Something that's got been there too long. Something's got an ugly color. Have you ever seen an ugly color at a dealership? Salesman will never say it. Oh, man, isn't this beautiful? Nobody else has got it. Nobody else wants it. Oh, man, this is the best car in the world. How come you've had it for six months or a year? Nobody's wanting to buy it. Well, it's got, you know, you don't need power windows. And standard shifts better than automatic. Well, a lot of people can't drive standard. I love standard. I drive standard. And so we, the grace that we've got to give the salespeople, but I want to enlighten you to give the grace to yourself to understand what's going on, open your eyes, give you the visions, understand that you've got to be able to stand on your own with the help of the Holy Spirit, with the help of Jesus, taking the pride, greed, selfishness, keeping up the Joneses out of your life on your purchases. You know, I was listening to the RV show this morning, and I love him, great guy, uh, listen to him every week. But he had a new 17 camper on there that was when the sticker was over 90,000 and it was under 50,000. How would you like to buy a camper that you've owned for a year and lose 50, 40, 50,000 on it? How much do you have to work? How many hours? How much income tax do you have to pay to lose that money? So these people walked in and bought it and a year later don't need it. How many is the same way in a vehicle? 
Did you give yourself grace for buying that camper? Did you give yourself grace for that Ford diesel? I had a man in there with a 15 Ford diesel the other day. Oh, he had a Mac Daddy, almost $80,000. When I offered him 25000 because it had 130-something thousand miles on it, he almost cried. This big, burly guy, man, he went to his knees. You only want to get, I said, well, go take it to the place you bought it and ask them. I've been there. They don't want it because the miles are too high. Son, my dad used to tell me, son, it's your own darn fault. Well, I don't want it to be your fault no more. Hey, Facebook, we'll be right back. We're going to take a short break. Show people I love you. Listen to 630 a.m. Remember today, 1160 a.m., the radio station at 1 p.m. today. This show's going to air again. And Facebook Live tonight at 9 o'clock. And then I'm going to give my phone number right after the beginning of the second half of the show. Thank you, San Antonio. I love you. God bless you. Thanks to you, San Antonio and South Texas, 2017 was another successful year at North Park Toyota of San Antonio. Hi, this is Merle Gothard, General Manager of North Park Toyota of San Antonio. And you, too, can take advantage of our better bottom-line posted pricing on over 750 available new and pre-owned Toyotas. We research the market, and then we post our lowest price on every car, truck, and SUV every day. Then we back that price with sales and service excellence from the only dealer in Texas to earn Toyota's President's Award nine years in a row. No games, no gimmicks, just our better bottom line posted price. And remember, we don't mark them up just to mark them down. Our market-based posted pricing, the financing you deserve, and full market value for your trade-in, and our attention to customers' needs have made North Park Toyota a dealer that delivers. Come see how we deliver the North Park way at North Park Toyota San Antonio, I-35 South Exit 144 Fisher Road, and 24 hours a day at NorthParkToyota.com. We'll be back with more of Randy Adams and Learn to Buy and Sell Cars on AM630 KSLR. The hosts on 930 AM The Answer have studied the issues, filtered out the junk, and come up with, well, the answer. The information San Antonio needs to hear on 930 AM The Answer. Now back to Randy Adams and learn to buy and sell cars on AM 630 KSLR. Hello again, San Antonio. Randy Adams, learn to buy and sell cars.com. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you, Facebook Live, uh, all the people that tune in. I hope, uh, I hope I'm making a difference in people's lives. That's what, uh, that's what matters. You know, showing you what's going on. In yourself. I mean, I, I deal with this stuff on myself. I, I deal with the grace. Am I given enough grace? You know, and I, I tell you what, I was getting a little disheartened because I worked so hard to teach people, and then people still go and, and do the wrong things, make the wrong purchases. You know, and and I feel like a failure. I feel like I'm the one not teaching well enough, not explaining well enough. You know, and that's why so many people call me on my mobile. Please call me on my mobile, 830-708-4789. That's 830-708-4789. Especially people that come over just to meet me in New Bronzeville at my car lot. I have so many people that come over and Please call me. Call me on my mobile. Find out where I'm at, and uh, I'll be out and about a bunch pretty quick here. I'm finishing up that building project that I got dumped in my lap, uh, finishing up moving off an old piece of property. Uh, and so and uh, November, December, January, I'll be out and about a bunch. So call me, and if I'm in San Antonio, I'll meet you somewhere to talk to you in San Antonio. So give me a call on my mobile, and I'm going to give it toward the end of the show also, 830-708-4789. So, you know, please give me a call. Uh, remember the number here if you've got any kind of questions. There's no dumb questions. 210 340-9585. And also, tell your friends, and if you want to listen to the show again or tell tell everybody you know, uh, it's going to be, this show is going to be on 1160 AM radio dial, and that's one of the sister stations here at 1 p.m. today. So, Ephesians, and this, like I say, this came to me this morning. Ephesians, do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths. 
unwholesome talk. Is that lying? Is that manipulating and intimidating? Is that leading people the wrong direction? Is What is that doing? I mean, what does that really mean? Do we talk? Do we tell the truth all the time? Do salesmen tell the truth all the time? Uh, there's another guy on radio in San Antonio here, and he buys cars also. And I like him, and I've known him for 25 years. And uh, I love him being in business because I beat his offers all the time. I beat CarMax's offers nine out of ten times. Here lately, they haven't beat me at all, so I don't know. Might even be nine, uh, 19 out of 20 times I beat them. But I've got a low overhead, and I don't pack my cars. I don't have to bring in a uh, a overhead expense on the cars that I buy. So I can buy them and sell them cheaper. And then I'm, I'm paying you cash, so it's my money. I don't have to borrow it from the bank. And, you know, I'm a blessed person. I've been through some trials. I've been through some disasters. I've been through it all. But the Lord had my ministry coming around. This is my ministry. I didn't know it, but I got guys at my church at Cornerstone calling me pastor, preacher, because they listen to my show and they learn and they like it and they like how I put tied together with the Bible. So, but everybody's got a ministry. What is your ministry in your life? Is it because you give grace to people? Is it forgiveness that you've given forgiveness in your life? I mean, unwholesome words. Are you speaking the truth? Are you uplifting the people? Are you helping people? You know, right now in today's society, the Democrats, the liberals, and the communists, which that's running our city right now, the communists, uh, you know, they they want you to be offended over everything. You can't tell a lady she looks nice anymore. You can't tell a lady she's pretty anymore. You can't tell her she's doing well anymore because, they're, you know, they, they want to stir up so much. Well, the car business is a little bit that way, too. They want to stir up so much to keep you off guard so they can sell you for more money, put deals together. It just takes so much money to be in business. Think about this. Name a living expense the last 20 years that's gone down. Food's way up. Utilities up. Water's up. Insurance is up. Everything's up. But our wages don't follow up as strong as they do. So, you know, you've got to be ready, mentally, physically, and spiritually for that battle. You know, and so everything's gone up. Think about the overhead. I, I get people every day say, I can't believe the overhead's so high at a dealership. I said, well, they're sitting on 15 to $25 million worth of cars. You think they just give them to them free? They don't pay no insurance on them. They don't pay any taxes on them. They don't sit there and have any problems with them. What about utilities? Your utilities, a little bitty spot, it's three, 400 a month. Their utilities a hundred to two hundred thousand a month. How'd you like to air condition one of those shops? How'd you like to have all those lights? Insurance. How'd you like to insure all that? All these people, workman's comp, this, that, and the other. You add all that up, it gets up there. But you know, and I had one of the owners tell me, he said, Randy, you're all wrong. I said, Excuse me, why? He said, You know, this is a big-time business. I said, You're the one that made the decision. You're the one that's got all the money invested. You're the one that's you know, you can sell out and go do something else. Warren Buffett or Penske or Group One or somebody will buy you out. All of them own close to 100 dealerships, and they want 100 more. So, I mean, the business has changed tremendously. Overhead has gone up. Hey, selling techniques have changed. They're learning how to. They're sociologists, psychologists. They're, we get training in everything there is to to do it. So wholesome talk, how can it be wholesome if you're selling somebody and you're trying to make a whole lot of money on them, you're trying to steal the trade like that gentleman and his wife, they tried to steal his trade. $1,000 for a $7,000 truck? You got a 54,000-mile truck? I want it. I, want, I buy the good, the bad, and the ugly. I want everything. I've got some late-model cargo vans that I can sell you. That are new ones, you know, close to forty thousand, and they're twenty-one thousand. Low miles, three-quarter tons. Regular cab uh, GMC. I've got on my lot the guys trying to buy right now. That's nineteen eight. A new one's thirty-four thousand, and it's got ten thousand miles on it. 
There's opportunities out there if you search it. You go to work. A little work saves you a little money. A lot of work saves you a lot of money. And that's where you need to stay. And you need to be prepared because things are going to change. They're not going to get better. They're not going to get easier. They're going to get worse. I mean, and now they're talking about, you know, when I started these shows four years ago, we didn't even talk about autonomous cars. Autonomous cars are the cars that, you know, you don't have a driver. Now they're putting lanes in Austin for autonomous cars. Now all you can do on I, I looked at Wards, which is is a dealer training system, and they're talking about autonomous cars every day. So are we five years, ten years? I used to think we was. I had people tell me we're fifty years from that. I don't think so anymore. I mean, it is rushing. What about technology exploding? Technology has exploded. Study of people has exploded. Um, you know, battery life has exploded on our cell phones. That cell phone I'm using right now for Facebook Live. Go to Facebook Live, Randy Adams. And so that has exploded. But batteries for cars haven't exploded? Well, I can fix that system real quick. I can't believe we haven't fixed it. Because, but, of course, our, our congressmen and senators don't want to fix the, the system. Why? Because they love that tax money on the cars. They love that tax money on the gasoline. Stone Oak. There's a station over there at 1604 in Stone Oak. They sell 125 to 150 thousand gallons a day. That's 40 to 60 thousand dollars a day coming in tax money. They love that money. So if they go to a, to electric cars, we put alternators on each wheel, drive it down the road, and charge the batteries. You don't have to charge it, and you keep going as far as you want to go. But they're not making the tax money. See, our congressman, and we voted in here in San Antonio. I voted no. I'm going to tell you right now. I voted no because they make decisions for us. Now, here's the key, how they sold this. And I'm going to tell you our mayor is the slickest guy. Well, I lost, uh, I lost respect for Gordon Hartman. Uh, I used to think he was a good guy. He's a pure communist like the rest of them. Now, he made it as a, and he made it, uh, you know, in capitalism. But now he's turned to socialism or communism. They want us to elect them, and so they can make the decisions. The problem is they don't vote the way we want. They don't do things the way we want. And the majority of people want to say so in this great city. But, oh, no. Well, I mean, you know, how many of these people? And I had a guy tell me, he said, you're against Beto. I said, I'm not against him. I just think he's a looney tune. And he said, well, you know, I'm going to quit listening to your show. I said, if you like Beto, you're too stupid to listen to my show. Maybe you need to quit listening to my show because I don't want to help you. I want the best for our city. I want the best for people. I want the best for everything. You know, we worry about these people coming from other countries and trying to protect their children when we abort children. I pray every day, Lord, show us the light. Help our country turn from sins and turn back to you. Quit aborting babies and put the Ten Commandments back in the prayer, in the TV, the radio, everywhere. Because we need prayer. We need to see. And we want to protect other children, but we don't protect our own. I was on the airplane with two ladies one time. This was about, I don't know, ten years ago. And somehow they got to talking about, you know, you see, you hear what's going on. And, and these people are trying to stop abortions, this, that, and the other. And I looked at them, and they were younger ladies. I'd say they're in the, you know, 40s, early 40s. And I said, uh, you know, here's the problem. I said, you know, guess what? What if your mother would have aborted you? What would you have to say? Maybe you're old enough that it was against the law then. Maybe that saved you. But, oh, no, you think that you've got to have it your way. You've got to have it, you know, it's my body. Well, you may not have had that body if your mother had you aborted. See, the grace for people, the grace for other people, we're, and we're not even protecting them. We need the grace to come out. We need wholesome words. We need wholesome words lifting people up, educating people, helping people, not burying them in a vehicle that's going to lose a bunch of money. The other radio guy that's on, he finally mentioned, and I've been listening to him for 10 or 12 years, he finally mentioned the loss on a vehicle.
He never he he sells new vehicles to advertise on my show. And if you'd like to advertise on this show, give me a call on my mobile eight three zero seven zero eight four seven eight nine. Yeah, if you'd like to advertise on my show, it's a hundred or two. And and on him, it's six thousand a month. Well, these dealerships he advertises for has to make a lot of money. But he finally told the truth that hey, you buy a thirty-six thousand dollar car today, and that's the average price on a new one. It's going to be worth five or six thousand in three to five years. He finally let the public know the loss. I'm wanting you to know the loss. Well, you've got that much grace to understand what's going on, you want that grace to see. The grace that you can see to understand and uh, and forgive yourself. And does it is it a benefit to you? And it's even says in Ephesians, is it a benefit to you? And it and it says, you know, I have become a and the first one said I became a servant of the gospel by the gift of God's grace given to me through the working of his power. We want the power in order to make it work. But, you know, do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only if it's helpful and building up according to their needs. That is, it may benefit those who listen. Do people benefit from listening to you? Years ago, it didn't. I was a big mouth. I knew it all. Know-it-all. Know-it-alls are easiest to sell, I keep telling you, because all you do is pump their head up, make it bigger and bigger, and push them a contract, and they're ready to sign, and they make more money on know-it-alls. And so is it a benefit? Are you are you got a benefit? Have you understood a benefit? Do you want to have any benefit? What's the benefit of a vehicle getting us from point A to B at our convenience? See, that's what they want to do with autonomous cars. You'll have an app on there, and you want to go to work. You hit the app and tell them what time you want the car to be there. And the problem is, are they going to have enough cars to get everybody to work at the same time? Are we going to have to straddle people going to work at 7, 8, 9, and 10 in order to get enough autonomous cars to get us all around at one time? I don't know. That's a thought. I mean, nobody's brought that up. Maybe I'm thinking outside of the box. Maybe I'm wrong. Now, how are we going to get them all home? If we if we all come home at five o'clock or six o'clock, are we going to have to stagger time getting off four, five, six, seven, eight? You know, we want convenience, we want control, but you know, we want a lot of things, but we don't give away nothing. We don't give forgiveness when we need to give forgiveness. We don't give grace when we need to give grace, and that's that unwholesome talk. That we give ourselves. Have you ever talked yourself in anything? Oh man, yeah, yeah. I, I don't. I've worked out this morning. I can go get me a big old juicy double meat cheeseburger. Uh, you know, you talk yourself in a new car pretty easy. Oh man, ain't it pretty? Don't it smell good? Look at this dealership. They must be awesome people. Man, they're so friendly. They're, they just want to help me. I love the new commercials. They don't want to sell me. They want to help me. And that whole unwholesome talk, come on in if you hate your car, you hate your payment. You want a lifetime warranty? We're going to take care of you. You think anything's free in the car business? I got news for you. The popcorn, the cookies, the soft drinks and all just get you a sugar high so you're not, you know, put to your knees. you you got to have strength when they show you the sticker price or the, what about the service department when they show you that bill that you owe? You know, you, you go in there expecting to spend two, three hundred and you come out with twelve hundred. A lady walked in, told me she she had a list of stuff on a fifty thousand mile car that she just spent. Now she's convinced that she better sell it because they put fear in her heart that this car's going to start having problems. I said those cars go for two hundred thousand miles, especially the way you take care of it, the way you drive it. Probably go for four hundred thousand miles. Yeah, but I think I need to get rid of it. You know, they told me I'm going to have to start spending a lot of money on. I said that was wasted money that the list that you got here. Was that grace to this lady, misleading her, unwholesome talk? Was that a benefit for her? Was that a benefit for the dealership? See, the benefit sometimes is more for the dealership than you. They figure you need to contribute your part to keep this dealership up and going and making money. Do you want to contribute it to them? I'd rather give to the needy, not the not the billionaires that own these dealerships. You know, and I was talking to the gentleman. He said, you know, and this guy's about my age, pretty close, and he said, you know, 
He said, things have changed in the car business over the years. I said, that's right. Mom and pops were happy to own one dealership to make a decent living. Now they want to own a hundred, and they want to make billions, not millions, billions. I mean, years ago, if you made a million dollars back in the 80s at a dealership, man, you were doing great. Now they want to make a million a month. And they got a million and a half overhead. Guess what? That's why so many people need to shop the internet. Go to learntobuyandsellcars.com. I'm going to run through that real quick because I haven't done it lately. Go to learntobuyandsellcars.com. Number one, go to ftc.gov. That's franktommycharles.gov. Find out your credit score. Look at it. Look at your credit. Study it up real hard. Clean it up. Pay everything they need to pay. Or if you paid something, see if somebody's trying to steal your identity. After you've got your credit lined up, know where you stand, go to a bank credit union. Shop, price shop interest rate, find out what will fit your budget, how long you're going to pay, how much interest you're going to pay, what the total note's going to be, how long it's going to, you know, what you want to spend. Be in control. I know that the Lord will give us that wisdom, but we got to ask Him for it. we got to do our part. Do our part in getting that wisdom coming to us. Get that part in understanding that He'll give us wisdom. I'm telling you, I see so many people walk in these dealerships, and they're in a different world. There's no wisdom in what they're doing and no wisdom in what they're saying. They're just there, and they let everybody else control them. Everybody else give them unwholesome talk. Everybody else get the benefit but not them. So after you've found out what your interest rate is, shop, 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 you cleaned up your credit. Hey, then talk to everybody. Talk to your mechanic. Talk to, hey, what's a good car? What's a bad car? What's the problems? I had a guy call me on a car he was about to put in his daughter. I said, I wouldn't. He said, why not? And I said, those cars got a lot of issues. They got a CVT transmission. They're junk. I said, they got air conditioning problems. They got electrical problems. I said, that's not much car. So he went and did some research, called me back, said, Randy, you're right. I don't want to put her in that vehicle. He said, it's my neighbor's car, and he's got, I said, he's got the life out of it. I said, in the next 10 to 20, 30,000 miles, transmission going to fall out, going to cost you a lot of money. I bought, I bought a Nissan this week from a um, listener. 84,000 mile, 11 Nissan. Transmission's bad. CVT transmission. Got some other little issues. I'll fix them all, and I'll wholesale a vehicle. I, I don't sell certain vehicles to my friends or my listeners, my customers. I'd rather wholesale it and make a little money than make more money, sell it to a retail customer who's going to have problems down the line. Also, I'm looking for a Christian lawyer. I'm putting a new deal together. I've uh, been working on it for a couple of years. And it's on diminished value. And I've got it all set up, got it all figured out. But I'm looking for a Christian lawyer uh, that's interested in working with me, forming a deal to help people out. But also I've got another avenue of how I want to help people out on insurance company. If you, if you own an insurance company or work for an insurance company and you want to see a new way of protecting your customer, which I, I think I'm having a tough time with Texas anyway, you know, in other states around us, if you're in an accident and you need to collect, you have to deal with the other people's insurance. Why do we pay insurance companies? They should settle with us like they do in the other states up north, settle with us, and then they go after the insurance company. So we pay them to protect us, and then they don't protect us when we got to fight for getting our money. Hey, USAA, you're a great insurance company. Let's turn this deal around. Let's prove to the community that you want to help. Just like me, I want to prove the community I want to help you. I want to prove the community for you to be the best. And that's why, if you want to sponsor this show, give me a call on my mobile, 830-708-4789. Prove to the community you want to help them. You want to educate them. You want them to be the right person, do the right thing. Um, it's, it's so simple. The worst investment we can make on earth is vehicles, transportation. It eats our money. It costs money. It breaks insurance, this, that, and the other. We need to straighten up the business. We need to straighten up title loans. I still talk to so many people who have a title loan. They make eight and nine payments. They pay in almost double what they borrowed, and they still owe almost what they borrowed. And then they're about to get repoed, 
And it, their life is a wreck. Why do we let congressmen, senators of the state of Texas, it's 20, 27 states, it's illegal to have a title loan. And, but we do it in the United We do it in Texas. Why? Good old boys. Our buddies paying us on the table, making us rich to keep that law like it is. But we ought to outlaw title loans. 95% of the people get repoed. 95% of the people pay more money than they borrowed in six months. It's 330% interest. People don't realize it's three. I had a big-time banker that runs a, a, a credit union. He thought it was 30% interest. So I told him, what do you think if it's 100? He said, no way. I said, 200. No way. I said, it's 330. I used to have the license, and you can't change it. You can't do nothing about it. you got to buy the software to run it that way. So tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell everybody, don't do a title loan. Sell the car. Sell it to me. Sell it to somebody else. Find out what it's worth. Hey, I'll give you free appraisals. Then you'd make the decision. I'll make an offer on your car, and you make that decision. Go tend to your business. Get you some cheap transportation. Don't pay all that money back. You borrow five thousand, you owe nine hundred a month for twenty-seven months. That's twenty-six thousand dollars, or almost twenty-five thousand. That's five times what you borrowed. So in six months, you paid back fifty-four hundred, and you borrowed five thousand. That's stupid. You can't overcome that. It's just like I love Randolph Brooks. Randolph Brooks wants to give you 60 days for your first payment. Well, they really you need 90 or 120 because they're they know that the dealer's going to get every available dollar out of your pocket. So you got to know exactly what you're doing. This is Randy Adams, learn to buy and sell cars dot com. Give me a call on my mobile eight three zero seven zero eight four seven eight nine. Remember that I, I buy the good, the bad, and the ugly. I'm about to cut a commercial. I'm not Santa Claus, but I can make your Christmas by buying your vehicle. You know, don't give it away. Find out what it's worth. Get the best. Do the best with it. And, I mean, if you don't have another vehicle, hey, if you got an old car, old truck laying around, give me a call. If you got something, I've had several wives call me. We've got some old cheap cars off of the – that doesn't run. I've got guys that buy cars that don't run. These other guys on radio, they don't want to handle nothing under about $10,000. My forte is 10 to 0 because I buy the good, the bad, and the ugly. Thank you for listening. And remember, tonight, 9 o'clock, Facebook. Live. I'm going to be on there. We're going to talk about violations. We're going to talk about what's going on, the new tricks, the new schemes. I'll give you a lot of information because I'm I'm not on the radio tonight. The Spurs knocked me out. So God bless you, San Antonio. Hey, 99% of addictions are tied to unforgiveness to mother, father, or spouse. Realize how God has forgiven us. He gives us this grace. So give grace to others. Love others. Don't expect them to be perfect because you're not and I'm not. God bless you, San Antonio. I love you. And everybody listening on the Internet and Facebook, I'll see you next week. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.